Welcome to Shoreside Operational, not just another supply chain podcast. Tonight, we are actually going to be talking about vessel arrivals into terminals and late arrivals and how a vessel operator would actually handle those late arrivals. What about cutoffs? Well, cutoffs uh, usually coincide with the actual arrival of a vessel. Um, so when a vessel is coming into berth, three days prior to the vessel arrival is usually when the cutoff is, two to three days, depending upon the commodity. Um, say like hazmat is usually three days, um, like special equipment is usually three days. The normal cutoff before a vessel comes in is two days prior to birth arrival. So that's coming in through the gate. Uh, yes, coming in through the gate. That's the actual cutoff. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So we received a question um, from a colleague in the business. Um, how should a vessel operator handle a situation when the vessel is delayed? So just to give everybody a little bit of background, when a vessel, okay, so when we contract with terminals as a vessel operator, we contract berth windows. Um, these are basically specific times or days that we come into, into the, into the terminal. Um, sorry that you're hearing my cat in the background. She wants a little bit of attention, but Hey, it's live. It's all good. Um, so we, we contract for certain days. So say like we we're coming into birth. We have a Tuesday through Thursday window. That's our actual time of arrival. Um, if we arrive anytime on Tuesday, because usually we don't put times in there just in case, you know, a vessel hits weather or something like that. But Tuesday through Thursday is when we're supposed to arrive and actually work. If we arrive late, we're, we come in off performa. So like performa schedule would be the Tuesday through Thursday. We would come in on Tuesday, we would work and be sale on Thursday. If we come in late, we're off performa. So basically our birth window goes out the window and it's first come first serve. Okay, what's considered late? Is it late Friday or is it late after Tuesday? It would be it would be late after Tuesday. So like if we we're supposed to arrive on Tuesday, if we didn't get there until Wednesday, we're off our birth window. Technically, technically, we're still within our birth window time. However, it all depends upon how long it takes to work the vessel. Okay. If it already if it was already planned, that it was going to work for two full days and us coming in on Wednesday is going to throw it into a Friday departure that could throw things off for the terminal because they've already planned the other ships behind us. Um, now one can argue with a contract that if, if you're within your birth window time, mm -hmm. no matter what that birth should be open and you need to take me. And I've, I've argued that I've argued that fact and I've won. Um, in that argument, because I'm within my birth window. So let's say you come late Thursday. That's still within your birth window. Technically. Yes. If, okay. if my birth window is like, say like Tuesday at like 1500 or, or 1400 and my departure time is like Thursday 21 right. and I arrive Thursday at 1500. Technically, I am still within my birth window. And then they have to work you. They would have to take me and they would have to work me. But of course, it's going to throw everything else off. And for an actual terminal, this could be a big problem because it throws off the entire schedule and it throws everything off down line. You never want to come in late as a vessel operator because it literally, it's not, it's not just that one terminal that you're coming in late. You're literally giving yourself a cascading problem 
all the way down the line. So if you've got four more four more ports to actually call, you're going to be late to every one of those calls. Now, oh, okay. So where do you pick up the ship? So you are you watching the ship when it comes from wherever it's coming from? Okay. So my at least my management area is the Western Hemisphere. So once the vessels leave Asia, once they sail from Asia yeah. and they're coming across. Yeah. Once they get into my area, like they hit the Panama Canal or something like that, they're in my, in my, uh, basically my area of management. Okay. Um, and that's when my port captains will take over. Okay. Um, so we're watching the vessels, you know, coming into Canada, United States, Central, Mer Central America, Mexico, South America, all of those areas are mine. That's what I manage. Um, so in that respect, my port captains, no matter if it's coming to the East coast, no matter if it's coming to the West coast, the minute it sails Asia, it's ours. Okay. Now what if it leaves Asia late? If it leaves Asia late, we have to, we have to work that into the schedule down line. So, so say like we have a vessel coming from Asia, going directly to South America right. and it's going in say like Santos, we would have to let Santos know that the vessel is actually going to be late, but then there's also going to be downline effect. So, so like if we're going like to like Santos and Itajayi and Porto Naves and stuff like that. It's going to be late at every single one of those berths, unless we, for some odd reason, can make up the time okay. in Santos. In other words, they they have like stellar performance and lifts, and they're able to to basically get us out a little bit earlier than it would be expected. That's the only way we're going to make up time. You can make up time by, by increasing speed on the vessel, but in those smaller ports, you don't want to do that because what are you going to do? You're going to get up to top speed and then have to slow right back down. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's basically a waste of fuel. Okay. Gotcha. So how a vessel operator needs to handle a situation when a vessel is delayed is, okay, so I can, I can tell you from, from my port captain days that you have to be in communication with all of the ports that it's actually going to call. So if I had a ship back whenever I was a port captain, if I had a ship coming out of Asia and it was coming into New York, now that's coming up through the Panama canal. Right. So if it's coming late out of Asia, you have to pre book the Panama canal. So the Panama canal could believe it or not, you have to pre book it. Right. <laughs> so if you're late, Guess what? You've missed the boat, <laughs> no pun intended, right. and and you have to pay a fine, and then you have to rebook, unless you can actually switch your space with one of your partners. If you can switch your space, then you can get their berth when their their canal transit window, okay. and you won't have to reschedule. Okay, and it's extremely expensive to go through the Panama Canal, so okay. you don't want to miss that 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 canal transit window. You don't want to have to switch because most other carriers, even if they are your partners, are not willing to switch because right. they don't want to be late either. So when when it, when the ship sails Asia, you know exactly how long it's going to take to get to you. You've already calculated this. Mm -hmm. So you're looking, so I'm looking at the Panama Canal transit, when it's going to get there, how long it's going to take to get through, and how and how fast that ship's going to get, say, like up to New York. Okay. or you know something to that effect right. you're calculating you're also talking to the sh you're talking to the to the terminals themselves so as my ship hits the panama canal and starts to come through is when i start talking to new york and i start talking to norfolk and i start talking to charleston and i start talking to savannah because my my ship's going to go straight up the coast 
is going to hit New York and then it's going to hop on the way back down. But now because she's late, I have to talk to them and make sure my, the birth window is secure. So in reverting back to contract negotiations and management structure, when you're, when you're negotiating a contract, you don't want to specify, you know, days, you know, okay. like, like this is like, you know, the day and time that my ship will be there. You want to just give it like a, like a blanket arrival, you know, like, like, like Tuesday through Thursday is my window. So that way, if you are late, that birth is still open because they can't take anybody in your stead if you're in the process of coming in. So that birth will stay open till you get there. Okay. So a lot of the terminals will take in a smaller ship okay. and work her faster and get her turned around and get her out. Because they know you're, you're late. Because they know we're late. Okay. So, but as a vet, as a vessel owner, no matter what, I'm going to demand that birth when I come in, regardless of um, if I'm a day late, regardless of whether I'm two days late. If I'm right. still within my birth window, I'm going to demand that birth. However, if I'm if I'm that many hours off performa, I can't demand a damn thing, and right. and it's first come first serve. And then I'm I literally will sit there and wait for the terminal to determine when they can fit me in. Oh. Oh yeah. So, so there are a lot of times where if we, depending upon how late we are, we can actually screw ourselves up because we get stuck in line then, because then we're no longer the priority because we're off performa. Gotcha. So late arrivals procedures, you can't really put procedures in place for late arrivals because ships shouldn't be late. I mean, it's more, I guess it would be more procedures at the terminal level put in place for late arrivals mm -hmm. and how fast they can uh how fast they can work the ship if they can throw an extra crane on with the with the crane splits you know if, if they're able to do that to just to, to try to basically make things go quicker um so with that being said there's not really a procedure technically in place for the actual vessel operator, other than maybe speeding up the ship to get across the water a little bit faster, maybe trying to, to, you know, not travel at eco speed and actually burning a little extra fuel to, to make the Panama canal transit to get back on time or to get at least back into a window where we can actually hit that, that terminal mm -hmm. at, at a certain time and, and not actually be held out. Okay. Um, but a lot of terminals, especially in the South America area, and, I, and I'm not insulting anyone, but it's just, it's, it's common practice. If there's a ship waiting and it's early and we're late, they're going to take that ship, but it screws us up if we come in. So if we're, if, so say like at, uh, at a terminal in uh, Itajai or yeah, Itajai. Uh, for example, we had a, a, an incident or a situation where we were coming in. We were only a half a day late, like like two shifts. Mm -hmm. We were two shifts late. They decided to take another ship in front of us. Well, we had a humongous problem with this because it pushed us literally three further days late. Oh, wow. So instead of being a half a day late, we now were three and a half days late, which completely screwed up our cascade down, down the coast, going to Santos and going to Puerto Naves and everything like that. So our Navigantes. Um, so with that being said, I argued with them mm -hmm. and, and I basically, you know, read them a quote 
right out of the contract that says we have this birth window. You are not allowed to take another ship while we have this birth window unless you can confirm that that ship can be worked in out in the time we get there within our birth window. There's no days. There, there's no actual dates. Right. There's no times. This is our birth window from Tuesday to Thursday. This is our birth window. If we arrive within this window time, you must take us. You cannot take another ship, especially if the ship is early. They have to wait their turn. They have to wait for their own birth window. And I and and I and it's a difficulty. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a difficulty with terminals because terminals are looking at terminal velocity. They want to make money. They want to make lifts. So if they see a ship, they don't want sitting out there waiting for us right. to get there. So they're going to take it because no matter what, they they the their thought process is we can get it in, we can work it, we can get it out, and then and it gives you time to, you know, come in at eco speed. But sometimes that's not the case. And it and it actually screws up the vessel operator a lot more. Well, okay. So, okay, so the next question was why are there no arrival procedures put in place? Because we can't predict it. We can't predict. Okay, so we know when a ship is going to be late. So don't get me wrong that we can't predict when a ship's going to be late. We know. But if the unexpected happens, say like uh, like the ship hits some weather right. and has to actually go around the weather, that can actually add a day's delay, a full day, because right. it had to sail around a storm. So those are things that can be planned for but not really planned for in in the respect of working with terminals i mean you could you could advise the terminal hey we've hit some weather we're going to come in late you know we're expecting it to be blah 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 late and but a lot of times it doesn't work out that way it doesn't it doesn't you know come to fruition smoothly you know like that's like hey we're going to be six hours late and then all of a sudden here's our ship six hours late and everything is fine it doesn't work out that way sometimes so, I mean, we, we have procedures to, to follow, which would be to alert the downline terminals mm -hmm. um, that we're going to be late and it's going to be a cascade effect. And then to actually pick up speed once we go, go back out to open water. And that would be our basically our procedures put in place. Um, but the actual procedure to for a terminal and, and say like working in collaboration with a terminal mm -hmm. to work out like a procedure if the ship is like that doesn't happen. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. The terminals are not willing to work that out because they're looking at lifts. And if your ship is late, they're looking at the next ship that's sitting there waiting. And why should they why should they wait for that ship to come in for our ship to come in when they can take that one right there? That's literally just sitting there staring at them. Well, isn't it their job, though, is to keep the, keep the terminals moving, right? It is their job to keep the terminals moving. Terminal velocity is definitely a thing. However, there's our, there, there are things called contracts, uh -huh. and, and they uh -huh. must uphold to the contract. So if you're going to take in that other ship. You better make sure you can get it done. You better make sure you can get it in and out and done by the time I get there. Because if it's in my birth window and it shouldn't be, right. I'm going to crawl up somebody's ass. Plain and simple. And, and I've done it. <laughs> so And there it is. Okay, so his next question was, why not accept all business? It's additional revenue. Yes, it is additional revenue. And there's a lot of terminals that will do that. However, there are a lot of terminals that understand that they can't just take a ship early. Okay, so you, you can't just take a ship early. 
it doesn't work that way. Every once in a while, you can advance a schedule, but for the most part, you cannot. And that is because, okay, so like take the United States, like South America is a little bit different. A lot of stuff is trucked. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of stuff is railed. So you could actually advance a ship and just let your, your, the trucking community know we need to get the stuff into the gate. So, you know, cause we're advancing the ship, but you only advance it maybe one day. You don't advance it huge, mm-hmm. but you can't do that in the United States. In the United States, most of the stuff coming from an inland location is riding via rail. It's not coming via truck. So if you advance a ship, you've got things that are sitting on the rail that are inbound that you're going to literally cut off the ship because you decided to advance it. But see, that's the thing. Vessel operators will never advance a ship. It's the terminals that do it. And I've crawled up a terminal's ass on that one as well. They tried to advance my ship by two days. I called them up. I said, two days. I said, you've literally just cut out three trains. Three trains coming in because the train will come in at night, train will come in the next morning, and the train will come in at that night too. It's like you've literally just cut three trains worth of cargo coming into your terminal to get on that ship. No, I'm sorry. Take somebody else. Advance somebody else. You're not advancing my ship. I don't care how convenient it is for you. You're not going to screw over my customers just to make your life easier because you didn't work your yard correctly or something. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. So advancing ships is, is it, it's rough territory, especially whenever you have somebody that's actually watching that and is like, uh-uh. Now I can see, like I said, I can see advancing a ship, maybe a half a shift, maybe even one day. If you have all the rail cargo in, if the rail cargo is in, then yes, go ahead. By all means, advance it. You're going to piss off some people coming through the gate maybe not be able to fulfill your empty lift out, you know, your top up at the end of the shift. But I mean, if it's going up the coast, you can always top up at a different terminal. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times this stuff is coming through the gate or these, or you have like tank uh, customers that are loading same day as the cut because the stuff has like, a sh- it basically has a shelf life right. or it has like a, like with tanks, they have a like end of hold time. Basically what it means is that the tank will start to off gas mm. and, and it does it. It does it naturally and it does it the way it's supposed to. And this is exactly what tanks are designed to do. So that way the pressure doesn't build up too much because they're always under pressure. But if you're, if you're encroaching on, if you're, if you're pushing off by days and days and days, it's going to create a problem with these tanks whenever it starts to get overseas, especially if you get delayed coming into a port in Asia. Now your hold time is actually in question. Now that tank that's sitting on the ship is going to start to off gas because it's releasing its own pressure. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that and it's not releasing any harmful chemicals, but you don't want it to happen while it's sitting on a ship. So there's a lot of timing factors. And, and like I said, with the cutoffs, the cutoffs for... Like, like a lot of customers will load same day as they're in gating and they do that by design because the stuff is perishable or you have a tank or it's hazmat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, so the day of the actual cut is the day that they're actually loading the container or loading the tank. And then they go directly to the terminal. If you've advanced that cutoff, their entire schedule just got screwed up. They have to reschedule at their, at their at the you know distribution warehouses they have to reschedule at the plant or anything like that 
So it could be very problematic and you can use, you can lose a lot of loads, which in turn is a lot of revenue that just flew out your window. Yeah. Don't want that. No. Um, his next question was experience with other vessel owners and how they handled it. Um, okay. So other vessel, okay. So other vessel operators. So I've worked for five different carriers and, and I can tell you that I've worked for one carrier that was kind of a bully <laughs> and, and didn't really care. And they said it, you know, they, the same way that I kind of responded earlier, it's my birth window and I'm coming in and there's nothing you can say about it. But then again, there's a lot of times where these vessel operators have owner's merit as well. And so, and then they push that agenda owner's merit being the, basically they own the terminal and that they, they think they own the world and, and they will push themselves in front of others because they own the terminal. And that is not how it works, especially with a contract. And I can tell you it's happened a couple of times in this company and I've crawled up someone's ass and it happened a couple of times in my previous two companies. And I crawled up someone's ass. I don't care who owns you. I'm paying you. We have a contract. I expect the contract to be followed, plain and simple. And that sounds very plain and simple. It is. Um, Alliance is playing a part. Um, If we're calling the same terminal, yes, we can actually swap, you know, basically spots. If, if we, if we get, so we'll get together. So like there's four members, we all get together and we'll determine which ship should come in first. If we're all arriving at the same time, even if, even if the one is on performing, the other two are late, we'll get together and determine which one's more important to actually get in and out faster. How do you, uh, how do you find what's more important? Is it because what's on there? It depends upon what's on there. So we'll look at what's actually on the ship that's supposed to discharge, what also is supposed to load out. Okay. So if we have, say, like it's coming into L.A. Long Beach and there's a lot of perishables like like grapefruit and stuff like that, yeah. things that could actually basically wilt and die yeah. before they get to where they're going. If, if, if our ship is heavy with that type of cargo that is going out, we will actually vote unanimously to actually bring our ship in maybe before somebody else that's actually on Performa. And okay. that's a decision made by the company, by the companies mm-hmm. um, in collaboration because they also themselves have that type of cargo on that ship because of where that ship is going. Oh, cool. I see. So well, that's what I meant, you know, yeah. because I didn't, there's a lot of people that probably don't understand. Mostly your audience understands. I would hope so. <laughs> but there's people like me who don't understand. I know some stuff, but not a lot. Sorry for my voice, people. I have uh, allergies, so my voice keeps going in and out. <clears throat> it's all good. It's all good. But, I mean, like like I said, there there's a lot of different factors that will play into a ship coming in late. Um, but if you have contracted... Cr- properly mm-hmm. um you can actually ensure your birth window which like i said i have done very well in the past on ensuring my birth window and i have not been questioned from that point in those particular ports right. um but there are a lot of factors that will actually affect this 100 mm-hmm. and and the factors can change so so having a procedure in place you have a, a rough procedure it is not something set in stone. It is not something that cannot be changed. It, it, it literally will change per the situation. Gotcha. And every situation is different. Gotcha. 
So I hope you guys uh, like the show today. Um, that was pretty much it. If you want to hear more about this situation or or this uh, this what, what's the word I'm looking for? Subject. That's yeah, it. This go. subject. Let me know. Um, give us a shout out at shoresideoperational at gmail.com. Yep. Send us your questions, your feedback, anything you want. You can even tell us that we that, that we suck. I, that's okay too. But just send us an email, shoresideoperational at gmail.com. Well, we know we suck. It's, not, it's all right. Uh, also remember, we're on Spotify, obviously, Anchor, Apple, iHeart. Amazon Music, Radio Public, and Google Music. And coming very soon, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a change. We're going to start trying to get some more guests on. And so prepare yourself, people, because she's going to be calling on some of y'all to get on here. So well, I'm, I'm working on that right now. And then I'm trying to spruce up the, uh, the podcast a little bit more by adding some music and stuff like that, intros and outros to it. So hang on, bear with us, and sorry for the delays. And have a great night or a great day. Have a good one. Catch you later.